This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, proudly sponsored by Dylan's Brewery and the Sky Blue Tavern. My name's Ross Cooper, and today I'm joined for the first time in quite a while by the legend that is David Moore, fresh back off his holidays. How are you, David? Yeah, I'm good. It has been a while. I think I've just been hiding because of recent, recent <laughs> on the pitch drama. Uh, both on Twitter and on the podcast, but yeah, oh. it's been a while since we've joined, it, isn't it? It has, yeah, it's nice. It's nice. I think the last time I saw you actually was after the the Middlesbrough game. I think, I think it was the Middlesbrough game, and then for various reasons, I couldn't go to Watford at home, and and, and you can go to various games. So, yes, so today we are going to take a look back at that uh, Huddersfield game on Monday night, and then we'll have a look forward as well to the weekend's game with the games coming thick and fast. Next up is QPR at home. Um, but before we get started, just briefly wanted to touch on what was a, a fantastic evening last Friday night at the at Dylan's Brewery. Um, had the uh, myself had the the pleasure. I was joined by Miles, uh, but I had the pleasure of hosting the uh, Ellis Sims and Matty Godden night at the Dylan's Brewery. Three hundred yeah. strong audience, and uh, yeah, a brilliant evening. And I think. Um, well, we'll obviously get on to the Huddersfield game, but I'd like to think that my motivational speaking and I, and but the whole event actually, the, the sort of feel good factor and energy that Ellis Sims got from the night, I'd like to think that subconsciously, whether it was one or two percent of that, fed into just how he felt about himself, you know, going into Monday night, and we saw a much improved Ellis Sims, and I, I think that's one of the reasons why this was quite a last minute event on Friday, but the club actually requested and wanted another event quite quickly to get a new signing. You know, we had had you right earlier. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, Dean did yeah. that a few weeks ago. And I think obviously Ellis Sims is someone who they obviously, you know, another big money signing 
we want to give him that confidence. I think and he spoke on Friday about being a confidence player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you actually look back and go through his sort of um, career, you know, yeah. it, you know, he scored goals for Blackpool. You know, he was only like 19 at the time. You know, you sort of forget he's 22 because he's got such a majestic beard and he's such a yeah. big guy. You, yeah. I think, I think fans think he's yeah, like... He's mature. He's maturing fast I, I suppose he, he doesn't look 22 you know he's he's uh he's he's got a lot lot about him hasn't he exactly so you know he's got a long way uh, ahead of him and and Matty Godden was brilliant as well and uh yeah I think everyone had a had a great time I hope the elderly couple who got there at 4 p.m and asked me when when's it all starting and I said well another three hours I hope they hope they're okay um because it was a long one but they they were dedicated to the cause to get like a second row seat you know um but yeah brilliant evening and if you haven't uh attended one then please make sure you do check out uh, the social media channels from Skybiz Extra and of course the Skybiz Tavern because there will be undoubtedly another one coming up probably in the next month, five weeks or so. Um, and they're a great evening to sort of just get to know the new players and, and the current players a bit more about their journeys. And uh, and of course, if you if you want to come over and see uh, Dino or, or myself, then you can come in and tell us that you hate our opinions as well. So that's, that's, that's more than welcome. But yeah, it was a great evening on Friday. And uh, yeah, make sure you check out social media for the next one. Let's get into Monday night then, Dave. Under the lights, um, in front of the cameras, Huddersfield Town at home. A game that I think we spoke about in the preview pod last week, Dean and uh, Matt and I, about how we wanted a performance and wanted obviously three points. I just want to come straight at it and ask you, what's your big takeaway from from Monday night? Uh, well, the big takeaway is that we seriously, seriously lack a ball-playing midfielder. Um, and look, I'm not saying we was ever going to replace a like-for-like like with Hamer, but we've not we've not got anything now. Sheaf being injured gives you the ability to... He can actually spray a ball. He does pass a ball forward and looks to go forward. This is taking nothing away from Kelly and, and Eccles. Like, Kelly... Is is literally well. He, he got man of the match, and it was deserved. He was the it man was. of the match. He was winning headers. He was breaking play down. He was getting us going on the front foot at times as much as he could, if that makes sense. But it's just not his game, you know. And that's a, that's what we have to admit. It's not Eccles's game, and it's not Kelly's game. They're never going to be able to spray a forty-yard pass that gets us, you know, from defence to attack. It's just not their game, and that's not anything to you know, be upset about it. it sounds weird, but you know, that horses for courses, right? And we are where we are with the injuries. It's not taking anything from their performances, but we just are really lacking that 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 midfielder. It it, it really petered out, didn't it? I felt like the, the first half was a was a good response from you know the Cardiff performance, which you know I think we all thought agree that was superb. Pretty, first fifteen minutes, brilliant. Brilliant. And we look it was more of a, a Coventry City performance that you've become recognizable in terms of you know, I thought Sakamoto and De Silva were both involved and and we, we we actually looked like we were on the front foot. Rather than being passive, we were trying to be the aggressors and Kelly and Eccles were trying to play forward. And I think the biggest difference was Binks and um, Thomas, who was back in the side, they were both bringing the ball out from defence rather than yeah. just being literally in a, a straight line like they were against Cardiff. And against Cardiff, Binks just didn't want to move forward with the ball. He just wanted to pass straight back to Fads against Huddersfield. He was bringing it forward. It reminded me, and I suddenly saw it with my own eyes, and you suddenly go, oh, that, that's the difference. That's what's not been happening. And then suddenly yeah. that was making space for Kelly, making space for Eccles, and then Ayari was about to try to get in the pockets, and obviously he's still very raw. And I thought Eccles and Kelly were doing well. And then all of a sudden, and we got a deserved goal, it felt like it was coming. 
it, you know, and and, yeah. and we spoke about Sims at the start from the event, but he he looked sharp, didn't he? He looked like it was powerful. It was a performance that made you go, "There's a player there, and he he's going to be he's going to be absolutely fine in his Coventry City career because it was everything that you want to see." He gave the defenders as good as he got from them. They wouldn't have had an easy game against him, and that that's all you can ask for. And he hit that thunderbolt of a strike. I was right behind it from where I sit, and I, I just sat and I just thought. I wish that just flew in. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Um, but it's, it was as good as a goal, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it made it. He did ninety nine point nine percent of the goal was down to the down to the, his little run inside. De Silva did held it up until you know he used other players as a yeah. decoy. Really intelligent play, wasn't it? And actually, he when you're watching the goal back, and again at the time, I don't appreciate it. He he chased that lost cause. You know, their yeah, sort of slightly yeah. dodgy pass. He yeah. he initiated that. That was like a, a Yokerez style. You know, thing in terms of chasing, you know, chasing the loose cause and then cut inside, use the decoy run, hit a great strike, and obviously a Yari, right place, right time for the, for the simple finish. But it, and that felt like we deserved it, uh, the goal at that point. Huddersfield yeah, had barely. Everything was positive. We were taking the game to them. We were trying to make things happen. And you don't mind them when there's wayward passes. You don't mind that there's overhit because. I don't want to keep banging on about the fact they haven't got it in their locker, but they haven't, you know, but one of those five will come off. And there was times where we did get forward. There was times where Kelly played some lovely through balls um, at times and, and Eccles was driving into space. I think he's done that much more this season. I don't think he would have ever drove into space like he's done this season. So no. they're clearly, clearly, you know, um, growing. Obviously, Kelly, we know what we're going to get with him, but Eccles is, is growing into this this role as a central midfielder. The problem for him is that, you know, games come thick and fast and results are needed thick and fast and they, they can't coincide really with his growth and the results. But that's, again, not his problem. He's not going to say, put his hand up to the gaffer and say, sit me one, sit this out, you know, gaffer, don't, don't put me in because I, I can't do it, you know? So... I, we haven't got the luxury for that, have we? Either exactly. that's the thing, and exactly. it, it it felt like you know again, and then the Yari was taken at the pockets, and Kelly kept finding the ball, didn't he? About sort of 25, 30 yards out, he had that space, and I thought, you know what, we're, we're penning these in here, we're sustaining attacks, you know, when they're clearing it, Thomas mopping up, and I thought, it, I thought he did some really good things, a few dodgy things. I think he was maybe like slightly rusty, you know, having not played for a couple of games, but um. I thought it, looked, it all felt quite Do you promising. Think being dropped knocked his confidence a little bit. Did he look like he was playing with a bit more it, pressure weighted on him? Yeah, I think so. I, I think it, it felt like because I'd been monumentally impressed with him. You know, from from the whole. Well, from he the was first he Leicester was game. player of the season. To to you know, you thought I think he's probably going to turn out to be the player of the season. Yeah, is what he, I was looking at three or four games in. You know, yeah, three or four games in, he he been more impressive than McNally in his first three or four games. That's how good Thomas had looked. And I thought, wow, we've got a, yeah. And I still think a really good signing for 2 million quid. He, he's going to, you know, he's an asset for four years. He's only young. And then obviously the Watford game, he, you know, he made that mistake, but we didn't lose the game. Uh, and then suddenly he's dropped. And actually defense is the one area of the pitch where we've got the luxury of these options. You know, we've got the luxury of being able to have a, a 4 million pound center back who we broke a neck to sign on deadline day. So then just, to, to not play we'll get on to that but um yeah but no please. I think Thomas yeah I think I think Thomas did look a little a little rusty and a little low on confidence but I, I did still think he did some nice things where he, he did try and drive and he tries things and there was you know and I don't want to sort of berate him too much because I actually think he was trying he's trying to do to what things happen, we need yeah. our centre-backs to do yeah. it's all good you know he could have easily just done what the centre-backs have done in the previous games which is just knock it back to fads 
but we don't go anywhere with that, you know, and, and I thought, I thought, you know, and again, obviously Binks on the other side and it was nice to see him actually push forward a little bit because again, I, people have been raving about him from Hull and Cardiff. I, 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 I personally seeing wasn't it. seeing yeah. it. I was yeah. just seeing a guy who was playing very, very safe. Yeah. He was playing one of Doing the two passes, yeah. pass it to De Silva, or he'd pass it back to Fads and just almost, it feels like our defenders a bit were going, over to you. I don't want to have to be the one to make the risk. Yeah. So I'm just going to lay it, you know, yeah. I'm sort of going to delegate responsibility. But the second half um, was a different story. And we knew they are going to make a change. What, and this, it feels like Kelly and Eccles, that ability of trying to be a bit more, going forward, the centre-backs pushing forward, that then just stopped. And we just go within ourselves. And what 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 happens? Uh, it, it's chalk and cheese, so, isn't it? So a lot of a lot of people say, uh, and I, so I'm not going to say they don't understand football. I don't mean that. But like a lot of people will say, why do we always sit back? And I don't think it's a conscious choice of sitting back. I don't know if Mark Robbins has said, if it's 70, keep it tight. If it's before 70, we push on. But this wasn't happening on 70 anyway. It was happening like early 60s, if not, you know, 55, right? So my opinion is, is that there's there's a legs element for a start there. Um, so, you know, it, it's absolutely crazy that Liam Kelly is playing Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. And that, I don't know where that ends the, the inevitability of that is probably an injury, sadly, like if that keeps going on. I mean, he... Is that what you is, meant by the collision course? You know, in, in Czech, so we're, we're destined for a collision course. Is yeah, that what, is absolutely. That, yeah. Because because what happens then? Presumably, Lats pushes into midfield. Well, if Lats pushes into midfield, why is he not doing it on the 70th minute already? Is is my Well, yeah, if, if that's something that Robin's thinks it could happen would 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 be prepared to do you think he'd have already explored that option he seems reluctant to want to put Latabodier in, in the exactly. field and it to me I, I think you're bang on I actually thought the first 10 minutes second half we still look like you know the Sims had almost got in a couple of times and I always feel like why we don't seem to want to make changes from a p- position of strength in the game when we've still got you know, it, it felt probably the momentum holding has the swung cards. but it was sort of yeah. holding the cards and it was more felt more like 50-50 Whereas it felt sort of more like 70 30 in the first half in our favor. Yeah. It got to a point in 60, 65 minutes where yeah. it was so obvious that a sub was needed again. Yes. And it and it was obvious who it needed to be. It needed to be Jamie oh, Allen middle, needed to come on with some legs. Pair. And it just didn't happen at that time. And then you just felt it. You felt Eccles and Kelly. They they actually drifted. If you'd have watched yeah. them. If you'd have watched them. You, you would have seen that the, the gap between them became so large in that second half before they were, were not side by side, but they were a, a central midfield unit. And actually that became so wide and dragged that there was a gulf in the middle of the park. And we, we haven't actually owned the middle of the park since perhaps Leicester or... No. Um, when Hamer went know. off against Leicester, w- w- the midfield has been overrun every time. And and I think it's a system issue. Uh, I, I I think that big space comes from when we subconsciously, maybe it's because we're anxious and we're like, we need to get this win. The When the wing backs drop, and, and the, well, the two centre-backs, the left and the right centre-back drop, so they're literally just level with fads. And then the wing backs drop because they're like, I'm just, we're playing a bit more conservative. Suddenly then, those two centre-mids have to cover that whole width of that pitch, like Massive. you said, they and suddenly Massive. if one if one goes over to towards 
uh, Sakamoto's side or, or, or De Silva's side, suddenly you've got one of Kelly and Eccles who's having to cover the rest of it. You've got an, a, a Yari who it doesn't seem to have too many defensive bones in his body. And the same with Palmer against Cardiff. He wasn't doing the legwork. Exactly. And, 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 as a, and that's his role. And, and we, we've always said that, right? This yeah. system forces a false nine from the from the number 10 role. We actually, yeah. at times, you've had three up front, right? And we've said this time and time again, which is great going forward. But if you're not able to do that legwork to get back, yeah, you, you're already overrun, actually, because a lot of teams are playing with three in the middle of the park. Um, so you're already outnumbered, but you become grossly outnumbered. Yeah, it's when, compounded, isn't it? When, yeah. when, so, and then, like you say, that the, the cam needs to become a centre mid has has to join it, and that's that's probably why actually Jamie Allen is someone who Robbins trusts because he's a centre mid, and actually when he came on eventually, but at this point it felt like it it just felt like all the momentum had, had gone had sapped. He brings on, he takes off Ellis Sims, and it was the mo- again the most predictable thing. I thought he'd had a really good game, and no I, 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 I said, I said there was no need. It, there was he could have just left if he's not going to take Godden off. And listen, you know, obviously spoke to Godden last Friday, great guy, and I, he can't argue with his goal scoring record. But he's another guy who has played every minute of every match this season. And my concern is, and arguably wasn't having an impact on Monday night, and 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 wasn't having you know in that second half when. When the service, when the centre-back stopped stepping out with the ball and the service then became zero, he was as effective as Sims was. Both of them were as ineffective as each other. So to me, it's go, well, we've got our top scorer here. Is there any harm in, in, he's played every minute of every game, of just going 70 minutes, taking him off. He seems reluctant to want to play Wright and Sims together. Hasn't done it. The only time he did do it against Watford, Godden stayed on the pitch and played as a cam in the false nine position. And you, you, you sort of, no one asked the question to Robbins. And I sort of go, look, I understand. He said, Matt Godden's the glue. And Matt Godden, I love him to bits. But his injury record, he, I don't want him to get injured because of, you know, he's played every minute of every game. You, you, you think that striking, we've spent 11 million on strikers. You'd like to think that one of them could come on for Matty Godden, even if it's for 10 minutes at the end of the game or 15, but he seems reluctant to do that. And the problem for me was Hadji Wright comes on and it's almost like the last two games, the tables have turned. Like now people are on Sim's side and 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 they've gone off his back and they've jumped on to, to Wright's. But he comes on at a time when there's no service. You've got Jamie Allen, who I thought looked head and shoulders above anyone else in midfield. He actually yeah. is remarkable what he's gone through this summer. No, no preseason minutes. He looks arguably the fittest player on the pitch. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It, but it was a weird one, wasn't it? Did you feel like we were hanging on? It just felt yeah, like, yes. We... Absolutely. Hanging yeah. on. Like you could just see what was happening. The the inevitable was happening. And look, I mean, there was lots of Fs and, you know, a few a few other choice words. I was actually watching at home and I couldn't make it from, from, from here. It's just these midweeks are going to be a bit of a pain, sadly. Um, uh, but at least we made, I don't know, 545 million or whatever that news what the, the the I think that's the total amount that body was talking about. I don't know what he in his match day program. But yeah, we make money, like you know, we do make money from these these games, but it does cause hassle for for fans and, yeah. and stuff to get up there. But I think, you know, the reason I was shouting and screaming was because we wouldn't hold on to the ball. We just needed to hold on to the ball. But the the problem is goes back to that central midfield role. We haven't got anyone that can hold on to the ball. 
No. We haven't got anyone that can play that pass to take the pressure off. And people can slander Hadji Wright for not running lost causes and all of all of this sort of stuff. And yeah, maybe maybe he should be putting more pressure on you know at the top of the pitch. You know, maybe then, you know, attack is the best form of defense in that that aspect. But all that does is just enlargens that gap which you've you've spoke about and alluded to is in the middle of the park. The, the, the simple facts of it was was we were not putting our foot on the ball. We had two central midfielders that were let's be honest, had been had slogged their guts out for, for 60 odd minutes running and, and doing so much legwork that when they received the ball, you could say that they didn't even have the mental capacity because they were so tired to make a decision. It was just panic, wasn't it? It was just clear it, it away. You it, know. it was either just clear it away or or it was, there was a lot of hospital balls. There was a lot of balls that were short or there a lot of balls that were into feet with someone right up their backside that was always just going to come through them and clear them out. And the ref was actually pretty lenient, I, I think, and, and did let a lot go. But that yeah. wasn't helping because we, we couldn't get our foot on the ball and we just we just didn't ease that pressure. It's you could see it coming and you just I don't know, beggar's belief really that that it, it happened in you know I was thought it would happen earlier than, than when it actually did. Um, but when it did, that was it. You know, it's curtains. You're not going to be able to pick yourself up from that at, at, at the 90th yeah. odd minute. It, it felt like it's interesting. I mean, obviously, we we were our attacking threat was 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 nil really for a huge sort of 30 minute spell in that second half. We didn't really but, create any clear cut chances, no. did we? You, you know, it sounds awful. The amount of possession that we had in that first half, the goal came from a rebound. We didn't really have lots of clear-cut chances no if did Huddersfield they did they did nothing no we on xg you know and again I always say but yeah the, we had a much higher xg obviously had you right miss obviously counts for a big a big chunk of that but it's interesting being there at the game I didn't I didn't actually necessarily see a goal coming I I genuinely sort of thought this is one of those where we, we're going to win this one nil and but it's a, an ugly performance and, and Robbins would come out and he would say we needed that they're lacking a bit of belief and you could see that. So I, I literally knew exactly verbatim what he was going to say. I didn't feel, normally I felt really nervous. I, I felt like, no, it's all right. Because a lot of their shots were straight at Ben Wilson. He actually didn't have too many to, to make. We were putting blocks in the way. And it was a shame. There was one where the ball came out. We finally cleared it. Godden. And I thought, run with it. And he just booted it. It was like Sunder League. It's like, he just booted it as far away. And it's like, when we had a chance to keep the ball, like you say, we didn't. And then suddenly it all just became very panicky. Robbins actually spoke about it quite at length in his post-match, uh, you know, about the goal. I couldn't bring you know, myself to listen. And it was, it, yeah, it was, obviously we saw the, you know, it was a, just got all, just totally lost our structure, you know, and and obviously when you're there live, from my view, you don't necessarily, necessarily see it, mm. but watching it back afterwards, you then go, yeah, it's it's crazy the sort of overload at the back post and we we're we, we've got six players for like one of their guys you know on, on this side of the pitch and and you go i mean look and, and obviously it feels like we lost the game but we, we draw the game it's our fifth draw of the season and obviously you know knives are out social twitter skybiz talk it's a, a rough place to be after and because it is deflating and there's a few well, they boos. Were booed off. they were booed off and it it's you know which seems a, a little bit a little bit early for the boo boys to be out but it, 
it seems very early, but again, success you know, success brings pressure. I'm afraid it, it, it does. It does. And I mean, obviously, I messaged you about this yesterday, and I I, I took a look at obviously what you know we were one cross away defending one cross away or you know the, the guy who or Thomas's header falling to Kelly rather than falling to Helic away from winning the game one nil. Yeah. Hull, when I went up to Hull a couple of weeks ago, um, we were, again, one cross, defending it away from winning that game 1-0. Suddenly you have two wins there out of three. And everybody would go, everyone would look at it and go, you know what, we're not playing particularly well. We've got a lot of gears to go up, but we're grinding out the wins. We were on 13 points if we win those two games. Everything's looking rosy. Last season, we we won six matches 1-0. And I went through them because 1-0 is one of those scorelines where you go, well, we've not blown them away. Yeah. It could be a case that we've not taken chances or maybe we've got a little bit lucky and maybe at 1-0 there's always a chance. And I went through them. Middlesbrough last season, first win of the season, obviously after the terrible start, 1-0. Yoko has scored. They had a couple of half, a couple of chances, sort of got away with it. Probably deserved to win that game. Cardiff away, we won 1-0 last season. They had a disallowed goal, wrongly disallowed. Bob Mm. got it completely wrong. And, and that so that would have been one one. We wouldn't have won that game. Sheffield United at home, nothing between the sides, nil nil, yeah. quite a poor game. Yokarez then took the ball, dribble past three, won a penalty, dispatched by Waghorn. Blackburn, we scored an early goal, but then were very poor. Brereton Diaz had a having a very close effort, which went just wide of the post. Yeah. If that had gone just in, well. you know, so we won that game. Watford away, we won one nil, but uh uh, yeah, they Saar, huffed and puffed. They huffed and puffed, and Saar missed an absolute sitter to equalise. Yeah, he, he did. That that this season that potentially goes in, and we draw that game one all. West Brom at home one nil. Vic in the last minute, a joke run again to win us a penalty. Yeah, dispatch for one nil. Doyle cleared off one of their chances off the line in the first half. Fine margins, and then Millwall played okay. Vic turned and bashed one in from twenty five yards to win us the game one nil. Those games could, in every single one of them, have gone at a finished level, finished and a draw. And I say this every week when I'm on the pod, is that some of these games that we've drew or we've conceded goals, Watford, for example, already this season, they haven't had to do a lot to score. No. And, and the games that you've just said, what would their fans be saying after that? They didn't have to do much to get the win or to get the result. Yeah. We, we saw their fans. They go Coventry weren't great. They just they got you know the penalty last minute, and, and and you look at it and you go, it's fine margins. That last season, we defend that final cross, we win the game one 0 and we keep a clean sheet, and we go brilliant. Did we actually, you know, I think there's there's a myth, you know, recency bias of last season. Don't get me wrong, that final run we went on after that Stoke defeat at home four 0 was remarkable. It was yeah. unbelievable, and we and, and we should always add that, that that a lot of other teams did drop their you know their uh, they dropped clangers they, they gave us chances didn't they we we <laughs> yeah. we we lost to Stoke we then drew it home to Watford and we thought ah it's over we then o- went to Swansea other teams around us and they nothing. kept dropping points then suddenly you got Millwall Blackburn. losing to Huddersfield losing to Birmingham Blackburn yeah. so we didn't play well it up at the end of the day and we we're out of the playoff positions we, it, so it's fine margins and I. I and look, are we playing the best we, we've ever played? No. But I, I look at it and I go, and I look, had to look back at last season again. And obviously, and I've heard some people go, well, 
the start of last season was to do with the pitch. Okay, so I ignored that section and I thought I'm going to ignore the, the really good run and I'm going to look at that section from before the World Cup break to sort of, you know, that Stoke defeat. One win in 11. Nil-nil yeah. draw against Cardiff at home. One-all yeah. draw against Bristol. And I went through it and I thought, I remember, I remember Dean on the Skybers Extra talking about going, we're not playing very well at the moment here. Like we're not playing well and that's, with Hamer, with Vic. So I think this idea that we were this unbelievable side the moment the pitch got sorted is actually a myth, really. Yeah. And and as we all admitted, we got into the playoffs on a quite a low points tally, you know, yes. which in other seasons wouldn't have got us there. Yeah. Look, I'm not degrading anything we did last year. It was amazing. But I just think the overreaction to these one-all draws, look, we're not losing the games. We've yeah. lost two matches. One, we've lost one in seven. You can People can spin stats how they want, really. Yeah. I, I, we're obviously, Matty Godden said this on Friday, we are trying to go back to the football from two years ago. We are. The football yeah. that, that was the best football when we were, when we were on it, that was the best football I've seen under Robbins. When we dispatched Fulham home and away, we dispatched Sheffield United. We just tick attacked it. We just got around them. And you can see from the place we try to sign, that's what we want to do. Van Avak at right wing back to Silva, you know, Super. so we can have, we can have but, like, but, you know, we've all, we've been very unlucky as well this season. Well, you, I don't know. You decide. Unlucky, or, or you know, there's is issues around other areas, which I'm not going to get into around training regimes and training pitches and all sorts of stuff that you know you might see across across the the web of of theories. But yeah, clear. You know, clearly our injury record is. I don't know what it is like compared to other teams, but it it feels like. Shambolic. I think it's very unfortunate. Yeah, it feels very unfortunate, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. Robin said Casey Palmer's was done in a game. Van Avax was done in a game. You know, ben Sheaf is the the only the, sort of the training ground one. And I like you say, I think people want to look at, you know, look beneath the surface and try and come up with some you know, conspiracy theory or whatever. I think we've been very, very unlucky. And I think I think what makes people feel really deflated, I think, and the overreaction comes from, obviously comes from the Hamer thing. And, and this is what we're going to get onto now that, Deadline day. So we well, we after Wimbledon, Hamer went with two weeks left of the window. Yeah. And I thought, uh, you know, we got 10, 15 million reported. I was happy with that. I thought, you know what? We've got really good fees for these players with one year left on the contract. We've got time. As long as we've got, we, we'll get a replacement in. Um, and, and obviously Robin said he wanted a couple more. The window comes, deadline day comes. And obviously it's like, well, we might get one more in. And we then break a neck to sign you know, the uh, League One playoff final, uh, finalist runners-up captain from last season, Liam Kitchen, for four million. We've, we've had apparently several bids rejected. I'm thinking, and I'm pumped with this signing. I'm thinking, again, yeah, he's someone left-sided centre-back. He's clearly someone we really want because we're, we're, we're breaking the bank to go and get him. And no one else comes in. And, and, the, and this sort of double-sided question I want to put to you, Dave. So, like, and to compound that Ben Sheaf gets injured of all the positions, of all the players yeah, to get injured course. after that, it's yeah. of course the centre mid, which is where everyone's going, why have we not signed the centre mid? Can you understand why it was a centre-back who we, he's played 10 minutes of sub-appearance that we broke, you know, broke our necks to sign on deadline day and not a box-to-box -box central midfielder? When, we, when you've got Kelly and Eccles, who we both know, their injury records aren't the best. Defensively minded as well. Yeah. Like, what can you... If Kitchen had come in and played every single minute, that's what I thought. I thought this guy against Hull, it was almost set up. International break, he's going to come back, he's going to go slot straight in. Um, because we're... <laughs> why else would we 
you know, I, I, I know it's a long season, but it, it seems the only thing that makes me scratch my head is that we didn't get a centre mid in and then we we, we signed Kitchen, you know, and to, to so far not, have not played him. Um, the, 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 the kitchen amount of minutes that he's got is, it's a bit bizarre. He came in, he came, he did come in after Thomas was dropped. He's not started. I, I'm... He, he, he came on as a sub against Cardiff for Binks for 10 uh, minutes. Binks came in, didn't he? Okay. Of course. Okay. So uh, it's, 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 it's utterly, utterly bizarre that the, passion and you know uh tenacity that we showed to get kitchen in we didn't do the same for swift in in my opinion i i I think if we had swift in the team on monday night we would have won that game well maybe by probably by two or three i think because Um, you know it, it it it's rumored that he wanted well, I don't know. You believe transfer rumors of whatever, but clearly we were we were very keen on him. Put it that way, and we've got three defensive midfielders. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I, this is what I don't understand. We haven't got. We, we've got attacking midfielders. We've got Cad O'Hare to come back, so you can't go and go out and get another ten. You've got Palmer, and you've signed a Yari, which he was clearly a ten. I, I don't. I don't. I haven't watched any of his all of his like you know previous starts but there's a i don't know a seven minute youtube video right and if mark robbins has seen that he would have seen that he plays pretty much just alongside the 25 yard box and breaks breaks through and scores goals like some of that stuff i I can't remember the team what it is i don't really care but all of the highlights are him at 25 yards making intricate one twos and passes and breaking into the box he clearly is a very similar to, to Cal O'Hare type of player um, and in a bit of the way similar to Palmer. We haven't got anyone that can make things happen. Um, Liam Kelly, defensive. Eccles driving into, you know, if you take one of those players out and, and put them in with a ball-playing midfielder, doesn't have to be Hamer-esque. Just anyone and and i think like if we want to talk about previous years someone like liam walsh or even someone like matty james who who was a bit of an all-rounder really didn't didn't really wasn't defensive i'm not saying that these are the players i want to sign i'm not like jumping in my delorean and going back in time to try and do this um but they're the, the type of player is what i'm saying is what yeah, yeah. the qualities that they possess are much more offensive than they are defensive and and that's what we're missing. If we felt that we was going to have enough power or firepower with two defensive midfielders of, of Eccles or Sheaf or Kelly on a rotation, and we're going to have Cal, then why have we not played a box a box that, that we did if we're going back to that two years and Matty Gordon's talking about a two-year, you know, type of football that we're playing? Why have we not gone to that one up front and that box? Well, do you think that will I agree. I, I think that's an an inevitability that that's going to happen. Probably, I think may have already happened if but, Ben Sheaf wasn't didn't injured. Why we revert to that on 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 Monday night? I, I don't know what we did, but we had Hadji Wright and Godden still on the pitch. If if I'm right, yeah. If one of if one of those come off, uh, Sims doesn't anyway. One of those stays on. 
and Allen comes into that that midfield to bolster it out and you, you pack it. That's where we were getting overrun. That's where the through balls were coming. That's where the space was opening up. It, that's how they were getting in behind. It wasn't actually to do with the, the fault of the, the, the wing backs. It, it was just that they had so much space to move into because we only had two yeah. midfielders. Well, I, yeah, I agree. I, I think it will happen. I, I think, I think Callum O'Hare returning. I think get, well, he'll want to put, put him, him and Ayari or him and Allen probably um, because that, that, that's it. those two are the ones who were playing up at the top of the box a couple of years ago. I think he'll do it. And the only issue with the boxes, and again, you'd like to think we've got better wing backs now, unless they, unless they get forward, then we have absolutely no width. Do you know what I mean? There's always, the system always seems to have like, Flaws. The, like a flaw to it that, and it, so it comes down to the whole team just needs to be in tune in terms of we are being positive in our play. The centre backs are going to step out, allowing De Silva, who I think, by the way, has been, I thought, again, technically, I think he's been a, a, a unbelievably astute signing, you know, for a free transfer. I think he looks a really, really good player. Again, I don't, <laughs> it's funny when we get come to Robin's subs, he, yes, he was on a yellow card. But he was up to speed with the game, and then, but he seems to love this thing of bringing Bidwell on in the last couple of minutes of, of normal time. Who, who's been has been really below his is you know what the expectations that he set last season. I thought he I thought he was brilliant last season. Now yeah. game time doesn't help that, but again, it's a bizarre time to be doing it. Pressure's on. It hasn't released relief pressure. All it's done is is you've got a player that hasn't played. And probably hasn't trained. Let's be honest. It in in that system because we all know the bibs on a Friday is the team that's starting versus the team that's not starting. That's that's common practice across the football industry, not just Coventry City. So Bidwell hasn't played alongside the likes of of Thomas. Uh, okay, he played with fans last season, but you know, in such a desperate time, 77, 80 minutes, whatever it was that he came came on, may have been less than that. He's getting trying to get up to speed in the game, and and he's not played with these players. He's not communicated with them. Yeah, you're back, you're spot on. I mean, and yeah, Binks, you know, so that left side, that relationship just wasn't just wasn't there. Um, so Jay Bidwell came on in the 89th minute. Yeah, 89th minute on, yeah. on Monday. I mean, yeah. and and you sort of look at it and go, I mean, what could De Silva? You know, it didn't like he was struggling to run anymore. Like, could it? Someone who's up to speed with the the game, can he not stay on for? And it was four minutes at a time, so it was for five minutes. You sort of just go. I don't know. It, it, it look, we have got these injuries, well, but I, 80, I, eighty-nine pack out the defense. Put kitchen on. I genuinely Bring thought kitchen on. It, yeah, pack I, it I, out because they brought stop, on. Stop anything. Anything that comes into the box, it goes away. They. And, they and, yeah, no, I was just they brought on Hudlin, who's like six foot nine. They brought on these other, you know, tall physical players, didn't they? And and like you say, just I thought the, the game was set up perfectly for him to bring on Kitchen, just put another body there and be like, someone who and he, he comes across, you know, in his interview, and I've heard him talk like quite like a you know, he was Barnsley captain, a leader, someone who's gonna come on and talk and then be up for the challenge. Yeah, he brings Latter Bodier on, who 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 I've liked this season, but he's quite short. You know, he's a, and he's a more. If you had to say, flair versus non-flair player, or or whatever, right? He's that 
more he's that type of defensive player. He's a more Rio Ferdinand than he is a Tony Adams or, or whatever for people for yesteryear, yeah. right? It's it's you needed someone that was just going to come in and boot things away and 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 be physical and uh, uh, um, um, you know to shore it up. That's what that's the whole definition of shoring up a defense, right? Exactly. Um so yeah, it was very disappointing. Um obviously means, you know, another fifth draw of the season, uh, eight points. Did just the last thing I wanted to touch on with the game with you, Dave, I wanted to get your thoughts on the, the had you right miss, obviously, which was then that was compounded by the fact that we then conceded with a, literally the last minute of stoppage time, the last second of stoppage time. What are your thoughts on, on the miss and what are your thoughts? Are there any concerns about him um, or, you know, at this point? Um, concerns. <sighs> Look, I, I, I'm not someone that people have different playing styles and some are, you know, I look back at some of the players that we had people like, you know, Stern John and players like that. They're not going to run around like lunatics. It's not their game. There's much more about them in terms of the flair they possess, the ability to beat a man, you know, and we saw that sprint that he did to get into the corner when he knew he could win it. And he, he gave the, I think the centre back a really tough time, and it, you know, and it, and actually it was a pretty much a lost cause. So, um, he's a very casual, you know, his appearance is very casual, uh, I guess, and that that automatically I think means people struggle, fans wise, struggle to get on side sometimes with that. I think um, if you look through the years, all of the players that are that type of casual player generally get called lazy if I'm honest and unless they're scoring goals like you say then then you know as you you're back, that's why Sims I thought people were I knew people were going to go ah he's looked good today because he was like vis- a bit. visibly looked like he was like yeah. busting the gut Jokerez visibly looked like he was in pain do you know what I mean he yes. was like working that hard yeah. his face some of his yeah. facial expressions so no one could you know, even if he was having an off game and his touch was bad, Vic. No one, everyone knew that ah, he's busting the gut. Yeah. I just think it's the way that his hands, you know, had you right sometimes just, it's weird because early on, I thought he was showing some really, pro- like really promising signs. Yeah, I mean, the Leicester I, strike was the first and, thing we saw, right? Was like, you know, where's that come from? Yeah. He's and and, beat, and a man. beat a man, he effortless almost, like almost glided past him. I think the price tag also, this is the only thing that, and I'm not writing him off. And obviously I interviewed him a few, you know, a month or so ago and, yeah, speaking to him, he yeah he yeah he he is desperate, you know, and he's confident that he's gonna you know be a huge success. My only concern is, you know, for seven point seven million, our record signing, and he he said at that night when we interviewed that you know the interest was way before Wembley. So like, if we got promoted, we we would have signed him. Like he said that he he still wanted to come despite the fact that we lost uh, in the playoff final. Well, yeah, ten percent of seven point seven. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Well, yeah, and it's. But my 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 only worry is because I don't want the fans to get on any any of our players' backs, but particularly say one of our new signings. I obviously, and he scored that goal against Middlesbrough, which bought him a few games. Yeah. Really, yeah. And and because he did those runs, and he thought, ah, you know, against Watford, he got the assist for Matty Godden, and he's you know he's our top assister, and he he showed moments, but I just. Against Cardiff, and and again, I sort of in my head go, I don't know if we're just not playing to his strengths at all. Like in terms of, I feel like when he came on on Monday, it was the graveyard shift. Like we'd lost all impetus. There was no, 
like him him in the first half against Huddersfield, I go, mm, maybe actually with those when we were trying to play those through balls and we had the ball in their third and him trying to make a dart and run behind, maybe we'd see a different side to him. I'm just slightly concerned that I just really don't want us to have spent all that money on like, you know, a, a, a dud really, you know, and, and I want him to be a huge success. Be, and because you look at it and go like, we've been very, whenever we've spent money prior to this window, Hamer, you, you always thought, hey, we must really know what we're doing. And, and I do still believe that. I, I, I do think he is going to be a success. I just, I just, my overall concern is that whole, the bigger picture, you know, you go on the forum and people are scoring him, giving him zeros. And, and I feel like that sort of toxic stuff is quite infectious to people on social media. And I sort of, I just really want him to put a performance in. He doesn't even need to score because look at Sims. He didn't score, but I think he's, he's shown people uh, we don't need to worry about him because he looks like he really wants it. And, and I'd like you said, that's what fans look for, isn't it? If you're not scoring or you're not contributing, if you look like you're putting 110% in, like the criticism that I've seen labeled at Hadji Wright, and I'm not, this is not my criticism. This is other people's, but the, the, what I've seen more than anything because look, everyone can miss an easy chance. Everyone can do it. I've done it six aside. It's one of those, right? But the criticism labeled at him is he doesn't look like he wants to be here. That's the overriding criticism more than anything else. That he I doesn't. Think that's unfair. I think that's unfair. But but it's what you said though, isn't it? About how you fans, you know, and I'm not like you said earlier. I'm not saying fans don't know what they're talking about. But when fans in the stands who just go to the game and they watch. Body language is a big thing for that. It is. And and Robbins knows that. And I just want to see a performance from him where he gives the defenders a really tough game. Whether his touch is perfect, doesn't matter. Whether he's, he shoots over the bar, doesn't matter. But gives them a game where you go, uh, you know what, actually? Like, go, go back to those games earlier in the season when he, when he knocked the ball, he ran on, gets there, cuts in, he might wins his corner and you go, you know what? He looks dangerous. He'll cause problems. And I just think he needs a performance like that. He looks low on confidence. And I think you could say the same for Sims, really. And I just think they need a moment, you know, um, both of them for it to... And because if I ask you this, David, surely the long-term idea, Mark Robbins spends 11 million on two strikers. Surely the long-term plan is for those two strikers to be playing together. Well, um, I, I don't know. Do I mean, think? yeah, yes. Um, I think for a start in in football, it's peanuts for a start, right? Like we, we, we've been on this podcast for a number of years, especially when we got into the championship and we mm. were saying how low our transfer budget was. And we were saying how Norwich had spent X, Y and Z on, on John Sargent and, and these sort of players, right? So, so, it isn't a great deal of money. And also money doesn't guarantee anything. And, and I know you know that. And I know probably fans at home and, and are listening to this and, and know that as well. It's still, there's that subconscious thing in your, your brain that money does like should, should equate to a certain amount of return on, on investment, but it doesn't, it, it does. It doesn't, you know, a, a free signing like Jade De Silva could be, you know, player of the season compared to someone that's seven point seven million. So, it, it 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 once once we boil it all down into actual football and minutes on the pitch and people playing and there's lots of things that you know I don't want to get into things like you've touched on about you know someone's 
psychological you know sort of stature and, and and all of that sort of stuff but money doesn't doesn't guarantee anything of course it doesn't and you look at Chelsea in a bigger scale they've spent you know a billion pound on players and and you look at them and you'd probably go compare them to say a Brighton signing and you think well it's chalk and cheese I, I totally agree um yeah I, I totally agree I just think the price tag in our minds as Coventry fans you know to suddenly it's because when you hear Mark Robbins come out he says we don't buy the finished article and and, and that's right but yeah but you look at Swansea, a player we were linked with, signed someone say Jerry Yates for two and a half million, who I would argue is as close to a finished article, you know what you're going to get championship striker that you could get. So when we go and spend three well, we, times... We don't that, know the, the... Yeah, exactly. But we don't know the the the, the sort of crooks of no. that. We don't know if Jerry Yates was available at no, the times that, that, that was said. I'm not saying him specifically. I know, I know what you're saying, but you know, it... To find a, a 15, 20 goal, you know, goal a season striker is no mean feat in 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 the UK, in England. You know, it's it's very, very difficult to to find that type type of player for a start. And and then you've got all of the added, you know, things of where someone wants to live and where they don't want to live and where they want to be near to and all, all of that sort of stuff. Well, of course, they've got to settle. And he touched on that in his interview, had you right. And and again, I think for players like Sakamoto, again, it, They've got to, they've got to settle. You know, he hadn't had you right. Said he hadn't sorted out where he was living and his family and all those sort of things. I think he's going to be a success. As I said a few minutes ago, I do think he's going to. You know, because I believe in Mark Robbins. I think they can get. They can. My big prediction is this for both him and Sims. I think Callum O'Hare returns. Touch on the body language. Yeah. Just just before because we were talking about that, I just want to touch on that. Is that as fans, I know what we want to see. But but I've got to be honest, these lads have had no service. They've had zero, zero service. So the goals that we've scored have been a ball flashed across the box and, and Godden reacts quickly to that. You know, I can't I can't remember what goal, game that was at home. You know, really freak goal, really. You know, it's flashed across the box and, and he, he reacts fastest. And th- there was no real service to Sims or all right this this week it was pumped up to their throats and you deal with it and 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 by the way if you do deal with it there's not going to be anyone in in front of you to lay it back to so you better be able to hold on to it for you know a good 10 seconds before we get up the pitch and help you join join you right so there's that and and I don't know enough about him as a player I don't know what service he got or how he liked to play before He's come here. He knows he's 7.7 million. He knows he's got a score. He knows he's getting no service. He knows that he's chasing lost causes. I'm not sure what my body language would be if I kept seeing balls go over my head, left, right and centre, when I actually just want something into feet. But Vic used to do it. He would scream at people when he wanted into feet. And if he didn't get it, he would tell them that he didn't get it. And he would tell them. And, And maybe that's what, you know, Will will happen? I don't again. Yes, maybe a bit more player who he is, or or, or whatever. But I, I think these lads are feeding off scraps, absolute scraps, and that's got to be. You know, I'd cut a frustrated figure. I think if I was trying to make things happen in the five, ten, fifteen minutes that I've been allocated by Mark Robbins, and then it's a backs against the wall job, like you say, graveyard shit. Right, well, I completely agree, and I think you're back, everything you said there. Spot on. Either Sims and Wright 
seems all right. Whoever's on the bench, when they come on, we seem to have lost all impetus, like you said. And 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 the, it, like you said, the gap between the strikers and then the midfield is just enormous. That what are they supposed to do? I totally agree. And 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 that's why I feel like, and that's why I sort of feel like well, when neither our strikers were being effective. Are you begging the Sky Blue Army to not get on his back? Is that yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just well because I I want I'm because desperate for him and Sims to score goals. He's a big he's a big boy. These are grown adults, yeah. and 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 they've had a few bad decisions, and they've had a fab few bad results. They've had some things that have not gone away, but this is what we need from them to roll their sleeves up and and and, and show that they've got it. And and I think we had that last season, and I think it's fair for fans to be questioning that sort of attitude. I get it because it's an unknown; they don't know that about this group of players. Well, well that's what I'm saying. Then that's why, on one hand, there's a little concern. Oh, um, I'm wor- like there's a little worry in my mind, but I, I do believe it will be okay. But my my prediction that I was going to touch on before we talked about the body language was I think Calamo Hare being back in the side. I, I said this two weeks ago. I think Ellis Sims and I think Hadji Wright will both score and look ten times better when you've got Calamo Hare who rolls defenders and is feeding those little balls in. Because there was times where Godden makes the right run. He's just just not quick enough. Yeah. But I think Hadji Wright could get there. Sims could get there. Yeah. And I think, like, Ellis Sims is ch- hitting the crossbar. He made that chance out of nothing. Like, the XG on that I had look was like 0.06 or something really minuscule. I want to see one of the, both of them get like a clear chance where they've been put, you know, bit of space, chance to get a clean shot. I know people say, you know, the miss was a, a, a clear chance, but... But I mean, you know, one way it's like they're running at them. I feel like, like you say, they're feeding off scraps. They were against Cardiff, for example, Hadji Wright was poor, but again, the ball was coming to him and he had no one within 30 metres at all around him. And it's like, well, what are we expecting these these players to do? And I don't think we've played to their strengths. I think you bang on what you said about the goals we've scored this season. I think the best goal we've scored is the our second goal against Cardiff where we actually played a ball between the lines. Ayari played the overlap to De Silva. He crossed it and got and scored. And that was like probably the nicest goal We've scored, you know, we've had, we've actually been a bit fortunate in some of the goals, you know, Watford, Howell, own goal, Middlesbrough, our third goal was an own goal. So I I agree. I think O'Hare is going to be the difference maker though for those two strikers. And I, yeah. I really do. And, and Yari's, you know, find his feet. He He's getting yeah. in, but he needs minutes. Like Mark Robbins needs to make a decision of if he's his man, if he's your man while Callum O'Hare's out. But he's got to be now really with, with Palmer, um, you know, injured, which which it is is whatever way you dress it up is a f- huge loss, huge huge loss. Um, and you know it it, it it's tough. We've we've got some tough injuries, but it all it, it does boil back down to the fact that we've 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 not got someone that can keep the ball in the middle of the park. Yeah. I don't think we had that going into the season, but you know we, we won't go over it again. No, lovely. Well, we'll we'll round up from Huddersfield. Then I'll just get your man of the match. From the game. Yeah, Liam Kelly. Liam Kelly, yeah. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. So next up for the Sky Blues is an away trip. Um, Not far for you to go, Dave, in the the big smoke. QPR away. We have good memories um, from last season when we went there and, and dispatched them easily and that was when we really had the momentum on our march to the arch um it's a big game they're on eight points as well i mean the table i, I really am not looking at it because i didn't look at it at all last year because we were just bottom i thought i had no interest and so to me it has no no relevance but i just think how important is it that we get that second win um you know and and, and what are your thoughts can do how are you feeling going into the game yeah i'm a little little worried about Saturday. Um, I think pressure has been heaped on by that late goal even more so now. Um, if we'd have got a win, we wouldn't be looking at this game. You know, we'd probably be saying a, a, a draw would would be, you know, okay. It wouldn't be if we can get a good result or we can nick it 1-0. Um, QPR were awful last season. Terrible. Um, they, they're slightly improved this season. They seem to be growing into it a, a little bit more, but you know, from what, what I hear, and I know we'll 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 hear um shortly um from, from a QPR fan. But like, you know, they they'd look a little bit more improved, a little bit more resilient than than perhaps last year. And what I mean with that is they look a little bit more resilient and we look less <laughs> like scoring. And and that's where it worries me. So at the moment I think every game's a tough game because we're not really creating chances and I, and I think it's fair to say like last season you know take got Jokeres out of it we still created a lot of chances in fact you know if we were honest Jokeres probably last season should have scored you know 30 yeah. 30 odd goals really um you know take away the ones that he shouldn't have scored I, I, I agree but we made so many opportunities last season I just I just worry that we're not carving out that many um this season so I think it feels a bit like the first championship season where we said that we couldn't really see that we were going to make enough clear-cut chances to to score. We didn't overly look that bad defensively. I know we've conceded, and I still don't think we look that bad defensively this season. You know, Watford was a, was a horror show. This week, I thought we dealt with everything really, really well. On on And, and Huddersfield, I've got to say, are not great, are they? They're, they're not a good team. Um, so... You know, we dealt with most of what we had to deal deal with on Monday, but I, I do think this is going to be a bit 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 of a tough um, test, J- just given the fact that they've slightly improved and we, we've we've just yet to hit the ground, haven't we? Yeah, that's right. Well, you, you touched on it there. Let's get the thoughts then um, from a QPR fan about their sort of season so far. Obviously, under Gareth Ainsworth, um, uh, Paul Finney from the QPR podcast you can follow them on social media at qpr pod has very kindly given up their thoughts on uh, their season so far our start to the season has been a bit spluttery well spluttery is an understatement started off at watford where i got absolutely battered found our confidence a wee bit at um coventry and i've kind of trying to 
bring in older, more experienced players like Colbeck and Cook and Fox to try and steady up the ship because there's an awful lot of youngsters. Our squad is quite weak to a certain degree. But that said, as a QPR fan, I'm sure like a Coventry fan, you always got to think to yourself, it could always be a lot worse. And that's where we are at the moment. But that said, you know, the lads are putting in a shift. They're trying their best to um, make things better for us. And um, yes, so the start of the season hasn't been perfect, but it could have been a whole lot worse. The um, last match we had was, yeah, well, it was it was nil-nil against Birmingham. Before that, it was Swansea at home. Um, kind of picking up points, but not winning the home games, picking up away from home is better. I mean, the, the thing about Birmingham was it was a much better performance. Um, looking a lot more solid. Um, obviously, with Colbeck getting himself sent off against Sunderland didn't really help, so we're missing him, but he's back. Um, and you know what? It's 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 been tricky. It's been difficult because the squad is so thin, as I said, and it's so difficult when someone loses a place, be it through suspension, injury, or whatever, to to replace them. So we're trying to sort of get a squad together, get a balance together. And Birmingham kind of showed that we kind of just missed that little bit of edge at the end of the final third where we could put it in. Um, Dex and, and Sinclair are still finding their feet. We're kind of using one or the other. Um, so yeah, the, the the last game was positive, um, but you know it's a championship. You, you, you go from one game to another. You never know what the heck's going to happen. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll pretty much be unchanged, I think, for the game on Saturday. You've kind of got a level of where we are. Um, it's it's basically we haven't really got the players to bring in, so we've got to field pretty much the same team. I mean, the only thing is that we're kind of torn between the idea of playing Dags and Sinclair together or one place the other uh, with Coley coming in he's a youngster he's still finding his feet um, you get the impression when I say finding the feet I'll do that a lot because that's what it seems to be like this season um, so there you go it's 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 going to be you know pretty decent midfield with Sam Field who did the best goal line clearance I've ever seen in the championship from a QPR player um, last week if I had been in the premiership they'd be playing it for about weeks on end and no doubt talking about it but it wasn't as you well know anything in the championship is null and void as football in this country but yeah um, kind of have field in there probably Dizelle. Um it'd be interesting to see if he brings back Willick I don't think he will he'll probably still be a sub um, Wee Paul Smith has been brilliant as I say Sinclair Dykes up front the back will be Cook Fox um, Kakai and Paul. I mean, it, it, it's I'm big of it in goal. Obviously, it, it's it's kind of one of the things that say we haven't got the players, so we've got to basically hope we can play the same team week in, week out, and hope for a, a, you know a, a break in bringing the players in and and developing the squad and bringing some youngsters and hoping they, they they click. But it's it's a very inexperienced squad as a whole even though the average is about 24 as game time because some of the lads didn't get playing until 21 or 22 why that is I just don't know but it hasn't really helped Paul Smith has been brilliant he's come back returned to QPR he went on loan he didn't really get a chance with Steve McLaren McLaren was just didn't fancy him at all because I think he came from the Irish League um, he, we got him from Linfield um, and as a Glen Torn supporter as well because my Belfast team I find that very hard to say but he's he's been a revelation down the flank he's um he's getting the ball across he's getting it in there as I say we just need to find the the, the players to t- tuck it away and we'll almost 
almost have a side that can beat anyone on the day when everyone's fit, when everyone's there, when it all balances out. Because we have got good players. I mean, you'll probably be aware of someone like Chris Willock, but the trouble with Chris is he's sort of he's lost his his way a wee bit. And you've got, um, as I say, you've got Sammy Field, who's an absolute outstanding midfielder. Dykes is it is still almost there. I mean, he needs to play with the Scotland shirt, the truth be told, um, to get more out of him. Whether that's because it's better players at Scotland, it's international, it's a bit slower, I don't know. But, you know, but he's come back from injury, so he's he's almost there. He's got an absolutely cracking goal against Swansea. One of the best headers you'll see. Again, doesn't get any um, coverage because it's a championship, but yeah, he's got a great header. Um, and Kirk and, and Fox, you know what you're going to get with them too in defence. And um, Kenneth Powell's just seems to think he's 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 Zico for some reason uh, at the moment he's he's banging them in so yeah I'm 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 hoping that everyone turns up and and plays their ability because on the day Paul Smith is unplayable on that flank um, but yeah hopefully he'll do it well, school predictions I I always worry about these things because I as I say the championship is an absolute nightmare to predict you never know what's going to happen I mean you know you can look at Southampton they beat us and then they go on a, a run of absolutely getting smashed by everyone. Um, Middlesbrough spent loads of money they're actually worse than what they were last season I can't tell how this division is going to go I really can't um, and I can't tell from game to game I think it could be a, a tight game where it'll be 1-0 the Rangers I hope I'll take that we need to win our home matches we're not winning anywhere near enough home matches it's actually quite rubbish our home form to be fair and we need to put that right hopefully sorry to say starting on Saturday against you guys and as a sort of side note it's great to see you guys back in the championship um, a couple of seasons ago and coming back to Loftus Road and um, after all the troubles you've had we know them troubles well ourselves it's just fantastic to see City back and um, a full away end would be brilliant and hopefully we can reverse the fortunes a wee bit after what happened last season and turn the tables on you and let's hope it's a brilliant game and um Rangers win and thanks for asking me on your podcast I really appreciate it and a big thank you to Paul there for sharing his insight into all things QPR um, back to us though Dave obviously you know what we can control is you know Coventry City and our, our sort of how we perform and as we obviously touched on, you know, at the start of the pod in terms of looking back at Huddersfield, we are in a bit of a in a bit of a position here where we don't have many options in the middle of the park. And as as you said right from the outset, your big takeaway is that we don't have a creative midfielder. So my question to you is what do you do? What does Mark Robbins do team wise on Saturday to, to to give us a better opportunity to play more better for a bigger portion of the game and then as a result give us a better chance of winning the game I think he Mark Robbins is a manager that uses situations to his advantage so he dropped Bobby Thomas when he had a bad game he would go to one up front away from home um, and and dress that up as a I'm changing formation we've had a few bad results or we've not got the wins that we wanted to get I want to be more solid and not concede and and hopefully snatch one. You know, he can dress it up that way. So Mark Robbins has got the ability to go to a, a, this box formation. Um, Jamie Allen's probably showed enough in that Huddersfield game to start a game, even if he doesn't finish a game, I, I think. Um, you know, so him, Ayari, the two, the two, you know, defensive midfielders, 
they're not going anywhere I'm, I'm, you know there's no other options there's just not you know and let's be honest I don't think I'd bring lats into that that middle of the park you know from a from the outset from a from a starting maybe would bring him in for legs if we were getting overrun like we did Monday night um so that's what I would probably do is probably look to do that it does give you a massive conundrum up front because I said it in the pod a few weeks ago. You've got to be brave to drop Matty Godden, who's a top goal scorer this season. But I'm not sure he's the, the perfect one-up top player. I think out of the three of them, I'd probably go with Sims, like to to start with as a as a one-up. A little bit more physical. Showed enough on Monday night that he he was pretty much, I've got to be honest, was up there on his own. It felt like to me. That's a bit harsh on Godden, I know, but that's how it felt. Um, but Mark Robbins won't. He'll he'll just I think he'll just continue forging ahead with with what we did Monday night I think he'll unchanged yeah fairly I mean I I can't see who comes out I suppose I I honestly can't see any changes really no I I, I agree with you I I because I think at this point if because O'Hare's not going to be in the squad if Alan starts and I, I think he you know, as I said earlier, looked look the best player when he totally came on. Energy drive with the ball wanted it. But if he starts, then who on earth is on the bench? You know, when he inevitably gets to 60 minutes, Robbins goes, he's only had two half an hours. He, he can't go from half an hour to 90. I, I think he will play safe and he'll have Alan on the bench and he'll potentially bring him on, you know, at half time. I when, think why not though? Well, why I agree. He? I agree. Why can't he do 90? Well, why can't he attempt to do 70? I, well, I, I just... I'd rather I don't start know. him. I'm yeah, not I saying agree. people are machines, but my... Uh, it sounds silly. I know there's occasions where it doesn't happen, but I'm old school in the way that um, we were talking earlier on that if you're having a bad game, at least do some hard work because, you, you know, you might create yourself a chance. And I know that's how a lot of people feel and that's probably going into the Has You Right chat that we had. And the other one is, is if you're good enough or you're fit enough to be on the bench, you're fit enough to start. Like, it's just... It's crazy uh, the way uh, we talk about these players. I, I, look, I know Alan's had issues, but he's not shown signs of of those issues, in in my opinion, in the in the time that he's played. Okay, it's only thirty minutes, but I think there's argument to say he actually did forty five minutes running on Monday. Uh, I agree. I know. I agree. I, I would start him, and I'd actually potentially start him if it was me with with one of Kelly Records, um, and I'd have a Yari behind. Simpson Gordon, only so then we have got a central midfielder on the bench who then can actually come on with a bit of fresh legs and hopefully if we're winning the game, you know, potentially try and shore it up. The other area would be centre-backs. Can you see him making any changes in the back three um, or at right wing-back, you know, do you think he'll stick? Um, what what can he do? Um... Well, Binks, is Kitchen going to finally play? I mean, he, he was sort of, we obviously conceded the goal down our left side. Um you know, always Binks going to continue. I thought, I thought Binks had a good game. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, probably people shouting at their headsets. Like no, I think I think this, I've read everyone he, with you. I just don't he, he, he haven't seen good, it really. But. He had a good. He had a good game. Um, I, I can't see it. I I can't see how you go from a. Let's be honest. It was almost a win. It wasn't a great. It wasn't a great win. It, but it was almost a win. Like we almost did did a job I, I can't see him thinking that he can eke out 
extra from from making changes. I think he can only see hindrance personally. Yeah, no, I I think he's spot on. I think he'll go. I think we can all from Monday night be an extra five percent better. You know, in terms of staying as as the team that we had. Sakamoto, as he touched on his interview, he sort of said, you know, put the ball in a bit quicker. So he'll probably say that to him. I, I agree with you. And I said it uh, to a friend of mine straight after I said, he'll go and change on Saturday because we haven't got, if O'Hare was back, then potentially there'd be a change there, but he, he's not. Palmer's injured. Van Abak's injured. Chief is injured. So we know, we know where we're at. I think he will go and change as well, but he'll want a better performance. Um, it sounds silly. I, I, it is silly because most football pitches are all the same size, but QPR always, like away always, um, with me feels like a, a a ground that you have to sort of pass and move and move up the pitch rather than sort of big long humps. I know that sounds odd. We we didn't really show that on on Monday night. It, I I just feel like we've got to get we've got to play football to get past QPR because they've they've had their backs against the wall for for last season and and this season from dealing with you know balls down their throat if that makes sense they'll they'll they might fold but they're used to that if that makes sense that that's that's probably their sort of bread and butter um i think a team that goes and takes it to them on the pitch on the on the on the floor you know and, and tries to make things um i don't know it just feels to me like that sort of pitch no 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 it does it does i think it's yeah the, the stands it always feels like it, know, it feels that there's never that much space, you know, that we've got, we're going to have to play. And that's the way we're trying to play this season. You know, when we, I also feel like when we suddenly, you know, we had a striker last year, remarkable striker who would turn 60 40s against him into somehow in his favor more often than not, you know, there'd be a, a, a ball up the channel. He'd make a hopeful sort of punt that we saw on a Monday night turn into, Oh, what a pass. We haven't got that anymore. And I also actually do want Robbins to stop talking about, post-match interviews about Hamer and uh, Hamer and Vic that they've gone like yeah. I'm not sure how much that helps continuing every post-match interview it's we've lost Hamer and Vic I, I, I know we yeah, all know we're, we're trying I, to replace quality or, or I, I, you know I, I don't I just don't see <laughs> I, I don't know I just don't see the benefit anymore like we all know that they've gone we all knew Vic was going from you know from January really unless we got promoted that he'd, you know he'd go we just we need to see. We, we just need to see that. I think that, the way that, that Hamer's Hamer's one limped over the line a little bit is is that people had this sort of false hope and you know rumours around him staying and 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 I think everyone just thinks if he'd have stayed he would have been the you know he would have been the the the, the extra that we needed to have got these results. So I can see why people would talk about Hamer in that way. But you're right, like it's gone. You know we we've we. We when he knew we was going, we should have we should have just gone out. For well, that's why it blows my mind that we didn't that we that that it was a centre back that we broke a neck for. Like when, I genuinely thought when we had a bid rejected on the transfer deadline day eve, we had a bid rejected. I thought, and they're like one more. I thought it's got to be a centre mid. It has to be, and maybe we'll just wait till January to get kitchen. And then all of a sudden it was a kitchen. I was thinking. You know where's this? Where, where's this centre mid? You know I've said all last season. I was like, even if Hamer stayed, I was like, I want another centre mid because of depth. Because like you said, Eccles and Kelly and Sheaf, they're all defensive midfielders predominantly. Yeah, you know, and and, and and in all honesty, a team that got playoffs last season, we even if you you're right, even if we kept Hamer, we had to improve 
upon that that position right we had to improve upon that position and this is no disrespect to them but it that's not improving on their position you've got a a young player that that is a really great prospect absolutely like you know and, and i think he's shown enough this season for for us to to really think that Eccles could go on to be a, a, a decent player i'm just not sure he's going to be the player that is going to be the difference in a, in a game um he's not going to probably win you a game it it sounds harsh to say that but you know i'm not saying i i want that sort of five star that quality you know you can't always get that but we needed to improve in that position if if not for only competition for places Eccles has walked into the squad this season from from going from last season not getting a look in you know to 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 you know being one of the first on the team and, sheet and how many centimids are injured just one for that yeah. to happen that, yeah. that it's not like we've got three centimids are all injured and we go you know what we're just we've been we've got one centimid injured that that that's the thing and to me, the only way you could play two of these defensive sitters really is if we had then like a four, you know, a four-two-three-one, or you got the you know the the attackers, whether it's an O'Hare and a Yari and a Sakamoto, or but you know he's not going to do that. He's not going to change from wing back. So I see it all the time, you know, our very own Matt Trotwin saying he needs to change formation. I can guarantee you one thing, Matt, if you listen to this, he ain't changing formation. He ain't. He's not doing. He's not doing it. I remember distinctly back in the COVID year and the, the infamous time when me and Dina did the live. We lost. We lost to QPR. Funnily enough, remember three 0 and I said I'm done. I was absolutely fuming. The next game, I was thinking change the wing backs. He still didn't change the wing backs. He just changed the personnel. He's not changing that. I mean, I say that now, and I, I hope I've almost jinxed it, and then suddenly he changes it. But I just can't see it. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game. But I mean, what's your what? Give me a prediction, Dave. Oh, it's so tough, isn't it? Um, I think either team will nick it 1-0. And I know it's sitting on the fence, but I I don't think it's going to be a pretty game. And I think they're as likely to nick it 1-0 as as we are. And obviously we've got three games now uh, before the next international break. QPR away, followed by Blackburn at home next Wednesday, and then Norwich at home. How many points do you want to see us? How many points would you be happy with for us to accumulate from those next three games going Four. into the next international break? Four. Four. Yeah, I agree. I agree. A point at QPR, beat Blackburn at home, and then Nor- Norwich is a free hit. Yeah, yeah, I-, I agree with that because then, you know, then there's two weeks until the next game, and then hopefully we're at that point you'd be thinking, okay, Sheaf might only be two weeks away, you know, but a- after that game, and you go, okay, well, actually, we. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel then. What, um, what, what have we got then? So Palmer is six weeks? Six to eight weeks of Palmer. Right. Chief. But Chief was, well, he's already been out for, like, I say, two weeks now, hasn't he? So it was six at the start, wasn't six. it? So, yeah. So I think he's probably got another four. Yeah. It's possibly West Brom. Yeah. You know. O'Hare? Um, O'Hare, I'd, well, he's going to be playing under 21s, like, very imminently so i'd heard potentially norwich um okay. potentially in the squad well if he's got so, cotton wool on him like jamie allen has you know we won't see his full potential until christmas will we um yeah you know if that's if that's the the sort of way that we're going so you know i, I know we've got to ease these players in surely calamare is definitely a player that we but you know it's crying out for it's crying out for that sort of um 
that sort of talent, isn't it? Exactly. But David, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you ever so much um, for giving up your time and thank you uh, Skybar Army for listening as always. Uh, make sure you head over to our social media channels uh, and give us a follow and uh, and as always our sort of proud sponsors Dylan's Brewery and the Skyblue Tavern as well. Make sure you head over there next Wednesday before the Blackburn game. Um, head there early for some bargain beverages at Dylan's Brewery as well. Uh, thank you very much for listening and make sure you follow us at SBE podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.